When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Dave, ready to go? Yes, yeah, he is. Magnificent. On the phone joining us now live, Dave Bialke, brought to you by Bialke Law Firm. Hurt at work, Dave Bialke goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Call 763-571-2410 or go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Tom sent you. Dave, how are you doing this morning? Doing well. How about you? Well, let, let, let me qualify that. As, as a lifelong Vikings <laughs> fan, I'm in my typical depression this time of year. So what are they going to do? I'm glad you brought that up because you are a big Viking fan. I have been uh, my whole life and, of course, lost four Super Bowls, wasn't even close. But um, is this the time of the year in January? Like January's tough enough because that's when the real big weather kicks in and, you know, gets below zero and all that. And then every year in January, you look and go, oh, the Vikings didn't make the playoffs? Oh, really? Okay, great. Because when I was a kid, Every winter would seemed much shorter because the Vikings were going deep, deep, deep in the playoffs, four Super Bowls, many, you know. Uh, well, at the time it was the NFL championship, but they played the AFL Kansas City Chiefs who beat them. So having a team suck all year, Dave, makes it seem like it should be like April by now, don't you think? You'd think so, yeah. And, and every year at this time, we we hope that they get in the playoffs. Uh, they they have recently, you know, last year they were in the playoffs, and I was at the game, and of course they get beat by uh, by the Giants of all teams. And right. it, it's it's now it's even this year getting towards the end. Uh, yeah, always want your team to win, but that last game, you know, you, you just wanted to, wanted them to lose, even though you want them to win. It was a it was a tough position to be in, but uh, they ended up losing, which they should have. They're Detroit is certainly a better team than them. And trying to figure out the next few years is is going to be rough. And you know, I'm I'm not a young guy. You know, I've only got so many years left, and I'm just oh, the clock here is ticking. We... Yeah, the, the <laughs> clock is ticking on something happening positive with the Vikings. And I, for me, well, and we always bring it up, but it's such a great story. You have to bring it up. That guy, many many years ago, probably 25 years ago, maybe even 30 years ago said he was not going to cut his hair or beard until the Vikings won the Super Bowl. He pretty much died looking like a Smurf. <laughs> his hair <laughs> down to the ground. His beard was down to his belt buckle. <laughs> it's like this poor guy. And that guy was AJ. <laughs> that guy was AJ. That's exactly right. 
<laughs> kind of like the old cousin it, right? Remember? Cousin <laughs> it. The, the little glasses over the hair. <laughs> He's like, yes, he can't see anything through the hair, but he's still wearing glasses. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that take on this deal. You know what? I, to this day, could sit down and watch the Munsters or the Adams Family and just laugh my ass off. I, I love, and those shows came out, what, in the 1960s, the mid-60s or something? Yeah, they're funny. Yeah, they made it in the late 50s. I, I remember, you know, growing 80, up with three channels. Yeah, we started out with one channel, and it was a huge deal. We got up to three channels. <laughs> and that, that was one of those things that one of the mainstays is, like, the monsters. And that, you know, so I've seen all those episodes just because there's really nothing else on back then. God, and when I was that age, of course, every chance I got, instead of laughing, I'd go, <laughs> just like Herman Munster. <laughs> They <laughs> all just did that because I thought it was funny. Nobody else thought it was funny, but I did. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I don't know. We got we to gotta get something going. Uh, the Twins are not picking anybody up, so it doesn't look like they're trying to make any kind of move in 2024. I hope they do. I love the Twins. The Vikings, uh, I'm glad they lost their last game for a better draft spot. But you got, uh, you got through the uh, Timberwolves losing streak. Now they, they're bouncing back. Minnesota Gophers basketball team looking pretty good too so you got, got a couple of things but uh the last time a team obviously the twins won two world series but other than that the university of minnesota won the national championship in 1961 so it's been a while <laughs> that, that was even before my time it was so I, can, I didn't even remember that but and uh you know of all the the doom and gloom we talk about the vikings and so forth uh you know the the gophers the college basketball is now a two-tier. Uh, the, the Division One is a two-tier deal. Uh, we will never see the Gophers, even a much. Uh, it would never a national championship candidate, much less the Big Ten. Uh, it's just not going to happen. The structure of college uh, uh, football has is in a situation now that it's it's just not going to happen. It's not a matter of who's going to be right. better. It's just a matter. It can't happen. It just can't happen. Yeah. They won their last national championship 63 years ago. (laughs) And they won a lot back in the thirties and and forties. And I mean, they were, they were a powerful team for years and years and years, but uh, the, the the money's just not there to compete with the big boys. And now you got guys like uh, Jim Harbaugh, who, you know, his recruiting is off the charts and you got the sec schools. So no, it's a, I, I like Gophers football too. I go to two or three games a year, but uh, sure. you know that's yeah. that's at least there we know that there's no chance of them doing uh, uh, you know getting into the top echelon. With the Vikings, we're always going to have that chance, and then I'll be let down every single year. It's, it's the way it is. Uh, the one thing that I feel bad for you guys, and maybe, maybe no, nah, I don't think you're old enough to remember, but Julie Pearl used to be the stadium announcer for the Minnesota Gophers football team. He made the game so much better because he talked like this. He parted his hair down the middle and he talked like this. There's a squirrel on the field. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> you know, to God, it would, those were great times to be a football fan. I mean, during my childhood, the Gophers did. I, I mean, I don't remember them winning a national champion in 61. I was only eight years old or something, but or nine years old maybe. But just going over to that, to that area, to the University of Minnesota, is a thrill in and of itself. Maybe not as much as it used to be, but when I was a kid, when you went over to that University of Minnesota campus, man, it was always for something great, baseball, basketball, football. Uh, 
you know, I'm from North Minneapolis. We didn't even have ice rinks over there, so I didn't even know what high hell hockey was. I literally did not know what hockey was until I met Louie Nanny. That was about it. <laughs> Louie, such a – yeah, Louie. He's a piece of work. Well, you guys know Louie Nanny, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, did you hear I, about – I've uh, never met him, but I've I've heard him on enough interviews, and, and he's still true. got the accent. Uh, that it's fun <laughs> listening to him, but – yeah, I grew up in northern Minnesota, so I did know what hockey was, but I did not know oh, what yeah. a hockey are- arena was. <laughs> there, were, there were no arenas <laughs> around that. I think some, you know, if you get to the, the big hockey towns like Roseau maybe had, you know, uh, Chisholm maybe had big um, uh, hockey arenas, but we didn't have any where I was from. It was all outside playing hockey where you get, you know, they're, they're skating around in 10 below, and we're freezing trying to watch yeah. them and the players. Yeah, so that's real hockey, but, you know, that doesn't exist anymore. No, not really. AJ, you were going to make a point. Uh, it was announced uh, late last night that Lou Nanny uh, decided that this upcoming March is going to be his <laughs> final time commentating the boys state hockey tournament. Oh wow. my God. That's huge. Yeah. So it'll be his final time, 60 years in the broadcast booth for, for Louie. So. <laughs> well, has his last grandchild gone through the high, Minnesota high school hockey is that what this is stemming from, or is it just he's tired of it? I think I think it's a little bit of both. You know, for mm. I mean the 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 Letary nanny family tree, I think is going to have hockey players in it forever. So I'm sure, yeah, if, yeah. if he yeah. Ha, if he was able to, he would do it for his great grandchildren. You know, eventually. Yep. But I'm I'm sure it's just a you know natural course. You want to get to a nice even number, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's. It's sad, but it's going to be one of those. It's going to be a very special tournament that's going to make every other player be like, "All right, we gotta, we want to win. Yeah. We, we need to have Lou Nanny call call our game." So, Louie, I still love Louie. Every well, the family obviously. Tino Latieri is one of my best friends, and Michelle, Michelle, Tino and Michelle, we used to go out to dinner all the time. We'd probably get going again after a, a little break, but uh, I mean, the only reason it was a break because everybody had so much to do. Things were changed and all that. But my favorite thing. Just to even mention the name Louie Nanny, I got to say, is when the phone would ring. This is the home phone back in the old days, the desktop phone, right? Mm-hmm. So you couldn't see who was calling. The phone just rang. I would pick it up and go, hey, Tommy, this is Louie. I said, yeah, I know, Lou. You don't have to introduce yourself. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's covered. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't ask for a better family of friends than the, the Nanny Lettieri family. Phenomenal people, every damn one of them. So, Dave, I got to be honest with you. I got a memory that popped in my head just now when we were talking about all that great stuff. Because, you know, got to talk a little bit about uh, about the lawyer business and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's see, 1976, I think it was, I left Minneapolis and took a job at WAPE in Jacksonville, Florida. And I may have brought this up to you before, but I think this is something that, that you should do because it draws so much attention. There was a, a lawyer's office in Jacksonville, Florida, that put up these billboards all over town. None of their names were on it. None of their pictures were on it. The name of the law firm became, and they put a stop to it, unfortunately, which I thought was, yeah, don't be so touchy. The name of the law firm on the billboards was whocanisue.com. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he goes, yeah. oh. that, that's all attorneys need is uh, is more billboards yeah. like that. <laughs> exactly right. 
No, I, I mean, uh, yeah, that, 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 that's kind of funny, but it's one of those things I try to do my best to, to, to do a clean operation, and I think I'm quite successful at that. And I, I don't know if that would be a good yeah. step in the right direction. No, I think it's funny, though, for about, well, until your practice just fell apart, it'd be funny. You know, other than that, no. <laughs> or, or maybe it would that. resurrect, you know, maybe if you're having some difficulty. And then, yeah, I got someone here. Yeah. You know, people might not know this, but in Minnesota for many, many years, you could not run TV spots or put up billboards for a law firm. They wouldn't allow it. You remember that? I do. Uh, it's been a... There was we call rules of professional responsibility that we're, we need to adhere to to keep our license. And it used to be that that was actually prohibited. Uh, advertising was prohibited. And then the mm-hmm. legal profession itself you know, went through a... It was a very controversial deal and they many years ago and then they decided well why should lawyers be different every every other entity can advertise why can't lawyers advertise so then they uh it's an internal thing our own rules for our own profession and then they changed it and they said nah we're gonna let you advertise uh but there's rules uh within the advertising and what, what you can do but mm-hmm. uh but we can't advertise now yeah yeah, it's a whole different deal. Any uh, Anything the people out there should know, because we got a very, very cold and icy season coming up in Minnesota. It's going to start, uh, what, at the end of this week or early next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a lot of people, the slip and falls and the freezing and the cold, and it's like, oh, my God, it's a very dangerous time of year in Minnesota, is it not? It, it is. I mean, there's the normal slip and falls, but it's also when it's uh, really cold out, people kind of let their guard down a little bit. They're not as uh, as careful because they mm-hmm. just kind of quickly want to get A to B and get the job done. And so things happen just because of the cold heightens the, the unawareness, so to speak. So, you know, you always got to be aware of what's going on, regardless how warm or cold it is. But if you get injured, you know, certainly let me know. We go from there. You do a great job on that stuff. So I am enjoying these segments, by the way, with you, Dave. You do a hell of a job, so I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. It's, it, it's fun. I enjoy talking to you guys as well. Sounds good, pal. We'll talk to you later on. All right. Have a good day, all of you. You too. Ladies and gentlemen on the phone, joining us live, Dave Bielke, brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Heard at work. Dave Bielke goes to work for you. Taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials, call 763-571-2410 or go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Please tell them that Tom sent you. Well, when are you guys going to make a make a comment about Dave there at the Because I just had to do the outro. Oh, I thought no. I heard somebody. What? Nope. No, I think I think Tevin had just was, you know, saying. See you oh, later. yeah, just said bye to yeah, Dave. No, don't do that from now on ever. It just really fell apart at the end because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be nice to people on this show. No, Cut it out. Just knock it off. You're no. making us look bad. <laughs> no, that's, that's my bad. <laughs> You're making us look bad. No question about it. I have not clicked on this story you guys sent me yet, but this is one hell of a good headline. There have been some great headlines lately, but this one is one of my favorites. Mass murderer complains about being lonely in prison. I get it. <laughs> Maybe if you didn't kill everybody that was around you, you wouldn't... Uh... Be so lonely. God, you know, it'd be great if people came and visited me. I, I'd probably murder them if I got the chance, but at least. I, have you ever understood the criminal mind? Because I've tried doing a lot of reading about the mind and how it works and how you get from just being a normal, everyday person going to work to, I think I'll murder about 20 people. How do you get there? 
I can't even understand the show Criminal Mind, so I'm not going to try like a real, <laughs> yeah, there a you real go. Criminal Mind. I don't, right. I don't even try to like put myself in that no. situation. Yeah, and for this guy complaining about being lonely, once you click on the link and see his face, you understand <laughs> why nobody wants to come and talk to him. Do you know it's interesting you said that because I have not scrolled down. I can see the top of his head, but I have not seen his face yet. Yeah. Okay, give, we ready? Give it a little scroll. So now what were you just saying? If you see his face, what happens? You understand why nobody wants to come up and talk to him. Okay. Here I'm scrolling. Is he the guy on the left or the right? Because uh, there's the, two bald the, heads. The right. He's the guy on the right. Okay, here we go. Oh, God, yeah. He looks like he looks a little angry in that picture, yeah, don't you think? He's just dead staring into the camera, looking like he wants to actively murder the oh, person taking the picture. That's his, please be my friend, come visit me in, in prison look. <laughs> right. See, I just, I have to change the verbiage because it's not the way it went. There was an argument once with a guy that looked a lot like that, but he was, he was not a honky, but I'm going to change the verbiage. How can I, you know what? I'm going to have to work on it and get back to you because I'm going to have to change it a lot. Otherwise it's going to be way over the top. But, okay. but a guy with that look on his face was walking down the street and three of us um, were walking together. I was the only honky in the bunch. There were two two black kids and me, and we're walking along, and the guy coming at us. And the guy starts making some smart-ass comment about, oh, you young punks over here in North Minneapolis. And I'm going to change the verbiage here a little bit. He said, why don't you leave us alone, you old bald-headed honky? <laughs> only it wasn't honky. It was like, uh-oh, I could be in big trouble here. <laughs> we're like 11 years old. He's calling people names. I'm like, you know, the guy already looks dangerous as hell. Like they murder somebody. Oh, what? I'm sorry. I scrolled a little bit further down. Yeah, it's Just keep great. looking at this, like, see what this guy did. Yeah, no, it's He's doing good. a high Hitler, like the, the little Hitler symbol. I love on the one fact that when I talk, you're not even listening. You're scrolling down. That's really great news. Sorry, I was looking at the article that you brought up. Jeez, I didn't bring it. I didn't post it. This guy, your this guy is scary, Tom. Oh, he, I, his name is what, Anders Brevik? Is that how you say it? That's a great question. I believe so, yeah. Norwegian mass killer Anders Brevik uh, sobbed. Uh, he is sorry for what he had done as he launched his latest bid to uh, sue the state over his inhumane treatment behind bars. This guy killed how many people? 77 people he killed. And mm -hmm. he feels be that he's been mistreated. You killed 77 people, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, here's what I love too about the news. I just love this about the news. The far right fanatic, they have to bring politics into everything in the news now, don't they? Yeah, which is weird because I didn't know they had terms like this and like elsewhere. Yeah, like Norway, I'm sure they have like 25 political parties. Isn't that their thing? There's they, a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, and like I don't know if they have a far right and left. I think it's more of a giant shape of something because they have so many random parties. So it's yeah. funny that they're putting yeah. far right on that. Cause like, that's an understatement to say far right when he's, uh, you know, a, a pretty much a Nazi. Yeah. That would be pretty far right. If he's a Nazi. Yeah. I, I have to agree with that. The far right fanatic who killed 77 people, mostly teenagers. Uh Oh, was this a sexual thing? No. no. You sure? An older man going after teenagers <laughs> makes me nervous. That's all I have to say.
Uh, claims his isolation breaches his human rights. Brebick's two-story complex at uh, Ringer-like, uh, Ringer-Reich prison, excuse me, has a kitchen, a dining room. This guy has his own apartment. I know. Yeah. He's an Xbox. 77 Four. people are dead. You killed 77 yeah. people. Yeah. Foreign prisons are wild to me because he bombed and shot 77 people, and this guy gets an Xbox. I yeah. know. Like, <laughs> I feel like, like you what? lose video game privileges yeah. if you murder anybody. You don't get to play yeah. Call of Duty. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 you do not. Uh, in a bombing and shooting rampage in 2011, he claims his isolation breaches his human rights. Uh, Brevik's two-story complex at uh, Ringer Reich Prison has a kitchen, a dining room, a TV room, complete with an Xbox, uh, several armchairs and pictures of the Eiffel Tower. Why does he have several pictures of the Eiffel Tower? It sounds like a 20-something-year-old's apartment. Yeah, he, he, he also has a live, laugh, love. Yeah. He bought sticker. all of his decor at, like, a farmer's market, yeah. and it was like, only Eiffel Tower pictures were on sale. Do you think it might be a sexual thing? No, I think he bought everything at Home Goods. Home Goods. There are a lot of Eiffel Tower things at Home Goods. Yeah, I'm not aware of that. I've never been there. Catherine's been to the Eiffel Tower, but I've never. You know, I have to work. I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah, I've never been to the Eiffel Tower either. We have that in common. Yes. See, see, that's what I'm saying. Uh, in any case, uh, he told the court, I, "I am still a person, and there is a limit to how much a person can take." You mean killing 77 people? This guy. Is he that mentally ill? He's got to be. I I rarely say this, but this is like one of those things where you've killed 70, 70 people, kids. This was all at a summer camp. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. And Ooh. like you don't, des- you, you need to be dead. I'm sorry. And I'm not. I agree. Yep. I just don't. I'm 77. Your kid, you send your kid to summer camp and they right. never come back. I just can't. Did, it, did he ever give a reason why he did it? I think political reasons. It's kids, I thought. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying it makes sense. Like, I'm not yeah. going to, like, rationalize, but he. he... <laughs> well, no, I, but, but I'm saying, how do you get political with little? I got to be honest with you. When I was, like, 12, 13 years old, I didn't know a damn thing about politics. I had no idea. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I knew my mother had a picture of, uh, well, I guess the John F. Kennedy picture popped up a couple years later, but. He was the first Roman Catholic president, so she thought that was a very big deal. Yeah. That was my first introduction to politics was the fact that John F. Kennedy was a Democrat. But the most important part to my mother was is that he was Irish and that he was Catholic. <laughs> she loved that whole deal, which I suppose it makes sense. No yeah. question. Um, Brevik, who did not finish, uh, excuse me, who did not flash the Nazi salute on. Oh, he it said he did not flash the Nazi symbol. Yeah, I think he used to. On entering the makeshift court like he previously has. Yeah, he used to do it. I don't think I can survive much longer without meaningful human relations. This guy might be the craziest bastard I've ever read about. I, I might agree. And we've read yeah. a lot of articles in our time. Like we. No question. And they're all batshit. But this guy might win a trophy for being delusional and batshit. So these children were how old? They were, you said it was at a summer camp? Yeah, yeah so they were the, teenagers. Yeah, like the next paragraph gives a bunch of info. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. He killed eight people with a car bomb in Oslo and gunned down 69 others at a summer camp for youth political activists. Oh, so it was very political. Yeah. What do they mean by youth political activists? Because when I was a youth, I was not political in the least. I didn't, couldn't give a rat's ass about that. I don't know. But, you know, I don't, I can't speculate on like the whole 
what young political activists mean mm. or why there's a camp that's fine, whatever. I mean, my nephew goes to cardboard camp. I'm sure it's whatever. I don't know, but yeah. it's yeah. just so freaking sad. Like, and and the fact that uh, it just makes me sad. The 77 kids yeah. were gunned yep. down at this camp. So he just went in with an automatic rifle and just mowed everybody down? Is that what he did? Yeah, it looks like he started out with a car bomb and then gunned down 69 More. others after the just, And this was all driven by politics, you think? I guess. Yeah, I'm assuming that he looks at the world as, you know, it's one side. Well, I mean, he's holding up a sign. It looks like in his court thing as he's doing the Nazi salute that says, stop your genocide against our white nations. And so... He probably this camp was probably some sort of, you know, hey, if you want to be in politics is when you're older, come to this camp and we'll whatever, I guess, teach you about politics type of thing. And he was like, you're raising the next generation of people that are going to go against me. So he mowed them all down is kind of what I am gathering from this article. I would never have sent my kid to a political camp. And now, look, I'm not placing any blame on them. I'm just no. saying in my particular case, I would have never sent my kids to a political camp. Um, as children, no. As a kid who didn't pour, grow up with a lot of resources, I would have let my mom send me to any camp. I daydreamed, <laughs> of, sleep. I daydreamed of camps <laughs> so much. I wanted to go to camp so bad. And my, I had so many rich friends in Stillwater that would go to horse camp. And oh, I yep. had delusions of grandeur that, like, someday I was going to go to horse camp. I'm still waiting. Well, any day now. Thanks. I mean, you have to be a counselor now at a horse camp. Why? No. I'm not trying to be in charge of people. <laughs> She's just going to be in the same class as, like, 12-year-olds. I'm fine with it. It's like a Billy Madison except camp version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys, because we're of a different generation, i got to ask you this, because it, it really has quite an impact on me. I look at all of these different people mm -hmm. uh, on all sides and I go, this is the best we can do. Are these people really Joe Biden and Donald Trump? This is the best you can do. Really? I mean, I don't hate either one of them. That's not the issue. They're both multi multi millionaires. I kind of get the feeling that neither one of them earned all of the money. If you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, I I'm working really hard. So I fell in love with the pop tart bowl. Um, it's the, football game they had with this giant pop tart that became pretty famous for dancing okay. around. Be president. Thank you. That is, knew you knew, knew it. it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He has stolen the hearts and minds of the public. He literally danced his way while he was going in a toaster and then came out and they ate him and he still celebrated every second he was alive in oh. <laughs> pop tart. I follow in pop tart. I pray. <laughs> Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's some clear thinking right there. Thank you. You know. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. There's no way we could actually elect a Pop-Tart as president because you would get people that would be, well, is it the chocolate Pop-Tart? Well, the strawberry? Well, why does it have to be strawberry? Is it racist not to let the no. blueberry one be president? The weird, yeah. the new, the weird non-frosting one yeah. really throw people off. What if it, yeah, what if it identifies as the, uh, or like the Funfetti Pop-Tart, you know, like you gotta, which one? There'd be a record set for how quickly an assassina uh, assassination <gasps> would take place. Are you Ooh. kidding me? Oh, they yeah. wouldn't even know where to shoot. Where's his head? I I'm don't talking know. about just eating him. Right, yeah, you oh. just, yeah, you... Oh, eating him, yeah. Like during mm -hmm. his inauguration speech, just people would storm the stage. Full disclosure? Mm-hmm. 
I have never had a Pop-Tart in my life. I never have, seriously. I've never had one. Stop the press. I don't really stop know what press. that means. But whatever the press is, stop it. The show, Wait, canceled you, until we you get you a Pop-Tart. I do know what it means. Oh, okay. Okay. I was just being silly. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, we can... I know what a press machine is. Um, uh, I do think that we need to get... Ka- I'm texting Catherine. It's During the break, I'm texting... big a deal. He, like, he's not missing out on much. But uh, oh. that is a life staple to eat a toasted Pop-Tart. Yeah. Strawberry? Are we agreeing on strawberry? No. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. St- strawberry is the OG the fudge. fudge. No. OG. Oh, I'm really? texting Catherine on the break. No, I've had donuts. I've had toast. I've had st- all that kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. good. Pop-Tarts just seem like a handful of sugar to me. That's exactly what they yeah. are. Yeah. That's, that's, well, that's what they are. It's yeah. a handful of sugar. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it tastes very good to me. It's good. It's layered. It's. I would say, growing up, pop tarts were good. Toaster strudels were pristine. Yeah. Toaster. What? I don't even know what that is. What is that? That's like a. It's pretty much like a donut, but you can put it in the toaster. It's like a. It's a big square, just like the same size as a pop tart, because it goes in your toaster. It's mm-hmm. flaky on the outside. It's got. I mean, we'd always get the strawberry, and then you put cream cheese icing on top. So, you know, what's interesting about that, thinking about it, it does make sense that I would have never had one because for 37 and a half years, I did a morning show. Yeah. But before that, the only time I was on where I could get up in the morning and eat a Pop-Tart would have been a short time when I did 6 to 10 over WDGY. Because other than that, I was 10 to 2. Yeah. So I didn't even get home till 3 in the morning. So I slept till noon. So I never, you know, it was lunchtime by the time. So basically my whole life for the last 54 years... I've only had, I think, one year where I, where I could have eaten a Pop-Tart anyway. I I know we have to go to break. I am literally going to text Catherine as soon as we are on break because I need you to get a Pop-Tart. In your, it's not – I don't lower your expectations, but it's just yeah. something where a human yeah. needs to experience. <laughs> well, I can do that for you if you want. You don't even have to talk to Catherine if you want me to. Uh, do they have, like, caramel ones or something? Yeah, I think they have like a chocolate one, yeah, but the chocolate, cinnamon. the chocolate's so cheap, it's hard to eat the chocolate one because it's like, Uh-oh. you always kind of compare it to real chocolate and you're not going to, that's not the vibe. So strawberry's the one I should go with. I believe strawberry's the one to go to. Do you like cinnamon quite a bit? I love cinnamon. Okay, then never mind. We're going to switch. I'll text Andy and Melissa. I'll text Melissa. I'll text Melissa and I'll say, okay. Melissa, get this man a Pop-Tart. They, she... I think she'll like this mission. I think she'll get a kick out of it. We can put it on social. Would you tell Melissa that next time that Ethan comes over, I don't want to wear seven different hats during the time he's here? I'm on it. I know as a mom who also has no control over her toddler that she's just going to hear it and do nothing. So I can definitely tell her. Honestly, Scott, all day yesterday, hat, hat, because I didn't have a hat on. Yeah. Go and put a hat on. Different. So different. It's so funny. It's like the, the obsession because Gogo thinks everybody in a hat is her dad. So that's weird. Well, yeah. Well, I think it might be the same situation. Yeah. You look like an, an authority when you're wearing a hat, apparently. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. But what the hell? But God, what a joy to be. To be around a kid that happy yeah. makes you happy. I, I know. Right? It's it's the best. Although I will tell you what, but his his bone structure and his muscle, he's already got muscles. 
Yeah. This kid's going to be huge for Christ. Oh, sake. and they feel no pain. Like, Gogo will literally right. throw things and chuck things on a level and then, like, fall off of the couch and then keep going. It's like they're always on bath salts. Um, <laughs> bath salts? Yeah. They're, I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, well. It's been a while. All right, we better take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. A lot of great stuff. Matter of fact, we got uh, a big shot coming up. <gasps> uh, what's his name again? Brad Blanks? Is yes. that his name? Yes. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Yes, 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 yes. Ooh, I like that. What's that from again? Honestly, I have no idea. I just It's just the only Australian thing I know. It's Brad Blanks and that saying. I know two yeah, Australians. It's him. Oh, Crocodile Dundee. Oh, three. I was a, and Ange Postacoglu. That's my guy. And, Who's uh, that? What about the crocodile, crocodile hunter? hunter? He was Australian too. Rest in peace. Oh, rest in peace. <laughs> Why did the crocodile get him? No, no a little bitch ass stingray. Stingray. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Stingray. I to this day it's I open. kill every stingray I see just in case it was the one. <laughs> this is for Steve. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break, and Brad Blanks will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial contract consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life. Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in 
in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-Zero-Res, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res car. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com this is the tom bernard morning show podcast well i was just awakened to reality by michael bryant one of the sponsors of this show one of my friends uh it says whoa one year this apparently is a picture of me getting ready to do the show a year ago oh. before we did huh. that's kind of reflecting too much light i'm trying to figure out how to get away from there that, you that. Go. Is that there you go is that in the, uh, somebody's office a big timer's office I don't know, but I got my Hubbard badge on, so it must be. Yeah, that looks like the the wood paneling at Hubbard. It's uh, it's very Mad Men esque. It is Mad Men esque, but I just, I, I maybe I don't think that's the reason he sent me the picture, but I did just realize that everybody's been correct my whole life. I look at that picture and goes, it's true. I'm just doing my work, but it looks like I'm really pissed off. Oh yeah, that was. I didn't know that. I had no idea that I always have a pissed off face. I'm like. Uh, where the hell are I'm not, I don't do that on purpose. It's just the way it is. That actor was Ian. What's his name again? Oh, the guy with the, he's always got the crabby face. Yeah. For you talking about Ian, the guy Ian from McShane. Yeah. From John Ian McShane. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got the crabby face always. And then Brad Blanks always has a crabby face. Yes. About it. Uh, Tom, how are you, mate? Marvelous. Yeah, Had a great good. first hour. Just hanging almost an hour and a half. Almost. Uh, as a matter of fact, talking about we've covered all the important issues in the world and we have the answer for all of them. Yes, no, I, I could tell. It's been a great show. I've been listening. Brittany, right. how you doing? AJ, Tevin. Um, I won't say Happy New Year because it's already uh, we're 10 days in. So we're, we're past 10. That. We're 10 days in. So we're past that point of view. But I just wanted to bring up an old uh, uh, favorite. I was, I was trying to find this interview. And I'm going to find it. And if I, I do, I'll, I'll bring it out even even a month into the year, it was uh, uh, a woman I did uh, for your uh, old show. This is probably 15 years ago. Uh, if you remember, I'd go out on the street every year and I'd get New Year's resolutions. Yes. I'd, be doing, I'd be doing these interviews you know, on the first day back you know, of the new year and, and it'd be outside Madison Square Garden there on 7th Ave and it'd be about 5.30 in the morning, very cold, and I'd be getting all the characters that were walking around. If you can only imagine... Uh, 7th Ave in the middle of New York City asking these people their New Year's resolutions. And one, I found one woman, and she had a thick Russian accent. Uh-oh. And I, I, I asked her, I said, what, you know, what are your re- resolution? What's your New Year's resolution? She goes, I'm going to give up smoking. And I said to her, I said, you're smoking right now. And she said, <laughs> I remember God, that. 
God bless America. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I played that interview for you and I, and I didn't realise how good it was until you guys took it took it upon yourselves, you and oh. your wonderful people on your show, and turned it into its own bit there. This, uh, this amazing woman that, that made her resolutions up to quit smoking, but because of her love to live in your amazing country, that she uh, could break that resolution in the first few days and bless America right there. So it was, uh, it was fantastic. Well, it's your country now too. You've lived That's here right. long enough. Yes, yeah, yeah. Had a good run. Had a good run. Uh, and uh, of course, at this time of year, I always slip into you know Oscar zone. It's like uh, it, it's oh, for, sure. for me. It's always Oscars and Super Bowl. I sort of run you know timely. I love American football and uh, I love movies. And uh, even though things have been teetering maybe for a couple of years, but I. I'm, I'm working as hard as I can, I can to get my movie eyes back in. I've seen a few films. I, I've missed a few, uh, mm-hmm. but I think I've got my eye in. Of course, the Golden Globes. I know you've probably talked a lot about it the other night, but we're still getting more. Uh, uh, Brittany, this is, this is what you've probably studied. The whole uh, reading the lips of Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift uh, interested me, like, at least in American football, they hide the mouths yeah. uh, now. They know uh, yeah. athletes, like, you, you find the dumbest athlete on a football field, and even he knows now to hide his mouth. But yeah. Selena and Taylor didn't know that they could hide their lips, and we've seen what's happened, and it's all surrounded. Timothy Chalamet, of course, isn't it, Brittany? Yeah, there's speculation of what they talked about. Uh, I've seen bad lip editing for them as well which is very funny they'll be like did you know did Meryl or uh did Meryl Streep just take a giant shit in the toilet you know they've edited that the big one is they're speculating that the conversation was that Selena went up to Timothy Chalamet and asked if he could get a picture and that Kylie Jenner said no and that is what the number one, uh, okay. like, w- yeah. where everybody's kind of fall, fallen on it. But it, it's yeah. total speculation. Nobody really knows. Yeah, and we, we, it was about Chalamet because of uh, Taylor Swift's best friend sitting next to her actually said the word Timothy. So we know we were, we, they were talking about Chalamet. Um, it's a way to go, best friend, for screwing that up. She, <laughs> I mean, she gives away all the plans. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, and the other big lip-syncing thing I saw this morning that broke, uh, they've cracked uh, John Krasinski. This one hurts me a bit. John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, they mm-hmm. reckon in their lip-syncing there was a, a divorce mention. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's, yeah. And I hope not because they're a beautiful couple. Yeah, we love Jim from The Office. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, we hope that was it. And, and they're either, it's either it's getting chilly out here, let's go indoors, or... Uh, let's talk. Let's do this before the divorce. So <laughs> divorce and indoors <laughs> is the key word. You, you wouldn't want your marriage to be resting on those two word differentials, oh. would you, Tom? No. Yeah. But uh, of course, uh, uh, you know, Joe Coy's cop the flogging. Uh, oh. I laughed at a few of his jokes, but he's as you you've interviewed him many times over the years. Yep. He's such a nice guy, isn't he? Like yep. if Great. there's one guy that would be curled up in a fetal position in a corner right now, it's Joe <laughs> Coy. It's true. And I feel that's why I'm like, oh geez, Hollywood, you turned against the wrong guy. He's actually a sweetheart and he's a big hugger. He's he's taught me as a man to hug other men, because every time I'd see him, he'd give me a big hug and you know, I've overcome that, you know, the hugging phobia I have. I now hug men. And uh, and and Joe caught, but he just didn't, he was caught in that bad zone of he's a good guy, but he wanted to follow in the footsteps of other 
comedians that were cutting to that audience. If Joe right. Coy had just come out on stage and been the sweet guy that he is, mm-hmm. he, he would have creamed it. He would have nailed the uh, Golden Globes hosting gig. But he was like sycophantic and then he was mean and it sort of didn't, it didn't add up. Like he was saying how much he loved Meryl Streep. And I mean, the De Niro joke actually worked. The one of his last great performance. Um, and even the Taylor Swift thing wasn't that bad, no. but it, it, it wasn't even a bad joke. It was actually not a bad, you know, in, in light of the, you know, the NFL showing and every telecast showing her over and over. Uh, it was a good, good gag, but, he'd already lost the audience leading up to that moment. Um, and uh, I watched it with my 11 year old daughter and 10 year old daughter and uh, the monologue. And they were very upset with him saying the word boobies and Barbie in the same. Oh, scene. sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm like, don't, don't even go near Barbie in the monologue because you're going to cop the wrath of a lot of serious women, you know, and, 10 and 11 year old girls. So, um, but Michael, Michael Shea came out and supported him. I love the quote from Michael Shea. Of course, he's the weekend update guy on Saturday night live comedian. And he's, his whole point is comedians should not do these shows. Uh, you can't win. Right. They're impossible yep. to win. It's a Hollywood audience. They're only thinking about their trophies, their cause and uh, getting a good photo and saying a decent speech. So he's right on all those accounts. Um, and then he went into the whole fact that, yeah, people like Eddie Murphy and Jim Carrey, when they went serious, they couldn't win any of these awards. Uh, and, and he has some good points there. I still think Jim Carrey should have won an Oscar for uh, Man in the Moon that back in the late mm-hmm, 90s. Sure. He was fantastic in that. Um, but his, his, his line was, why, why don't expect us to host the Oscars? Uh, they don't even nominate us. F that was his line. Uh, next time, get a magician. I just thought that was quite good. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, get a magician to host host the Oscars. But uh, you know, uh, now on to Maestro. Did you manage to see the movie Maestro there by Bradley Cooper at all? Is nope. that a Tom Tom Bernard film? I, I don't think it's your type of film, Tom. Probably I mean, not. I, no, no, I, I don't think you'd uh, curl up there on the, it. It's all right. I, I didn't mind it, and I love Bradley Cooper, and I love his mind, and there's some amazing. My, Brittany, did you see it? Did I did not. I, I uh, yeah. actually, it's I, you're one of the first people I've talked to that has seen it. So I, yeah, hearing that it you didn't mind it is not a great I, review for no, a movie no, no, you're no, supposed no. to enjoy. <laughs> Brad Blake, he didn't mind it. He didn't mind it. <laughs> um, well, I love Bradley Cooper, and I love what he's trying to do. That he's he's obviously tapping into some genius inside him. He he's a machine at, at making these. I mean, you know, he, he's last film with Lady Gaga. I love that movie. It was fantastic. Uh, Maestro isn't that. I mean, the star of the true star of the movie is this Leonard Bernstein's wife who, uh, you know, dies of cancer. So we get a bit of the, the cancer in the movie, you know, which is always a cheerjerker and obviously a bit Oscar baity. Um, but a lot of people have come out and said that this film is an Oscar bait film all round, which I tend to agree with, you know, in the fact that it's a biopic and uh, he plays, uh, Bradley Cooper plays as Leonard Bernstein, but none of the awards are coming his way. So he's, he's not getting the, uh, the, the Oscar buzz that he thought he would with this movie, but it's not bad. And I didn't mind it. There you go, Tom, of my review of this. Not, not fantastic. Uh, onto another streaming movie that dropped over the, uh, over the holidays was Saltburn. Has anyone seen <laughs> Now, I love a good uh, British aristocracy movie. Yes. As a convict of Australia that got shipped off 250 years ago. I still enjoy seeing um, 
uh, you know, the aristocracy of uh, the United Kingdom, you know, hung shit on. And um, th- this this one takes a turn, doesn't it, Brittany? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And as we always revert to Tom, you know, it is, you're the host of the show and you're a mentor to a lot of us over the years. I would love to see your face when you get to see an actor um, make love to a gravesite. You know. Um, okay, that, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the more shocking scenes, wasn't it, Brittany? Yeah, no, it wasn't um... even the most shocking. There was I'm not gonna go into detail about it, but my yes. it's funny how we react differently. There's this bathtub yes. scene, uh, oh. Tom. My husband was dry heaving and I was like, meh. So it just shows like your personality. Like I didn't think it was that gross. And my husband yeah, was like yeah. dying. I mean, he's such yeah, a germaphobe. Yeah. So it's like, I would love I don't know, Tom, if you'd like it, but there's it's dark. The character acting is amazing. Rosalind, yes, Rosalind, uh, Rosalind Pike is wow. amazing in yeah, it yeah, as yeah, yeah. Uh, really kind of a waif mom who just blabbers about everybody's, you know, behind the scenes business. It was good. I thought it was going to go one way and it went a complete other. So it was, I had a blast watching it. It was very fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, I didn't mind it. It's in the I didn't mind it camp. Um, But uh, I watched it on an airplane and I had to ford a few things up on it because I got people sitting next to me. That's that's (laughs) not the one I would pick. No, no, no. What's going on here? And and, and my phone, I had it downloaded on my phone. I couldn't hit the fast forward (laughs) quick enough. Oh, that's not a great movement in that movie either. No, 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 no. Yeah, so, uh, but Salt, Saltburn, I mean, the star of it, this Barry Keegan guy that was in the um, Banshees of Insurin, uh last last Oscar season, he's a fantastic actor, this this young fella from, I think he's Irish, maybe. Um, but, yeah, we're ripping, r- ripping actor. Um, but, you know, the other thing I want to do, uh, hit upon is, of course, Jodie Foster. As, uh, you were talking earlier today in your show, Tom, about Gen Zs and... Uh, Mm-hmm. That we're heading, we're heading down a divide. She's pretty much come out and she said her Gen Zs, when they're late for work, you know, they actually reply, you know, that she's worked with and her own children. They said, well, I'm not coming in until 10.30 a.m. today. And she's done. You know, it's like, why can't Gen Zs just turn up on time like everyone else? Right. And then when she corrects their, their grammar, uh, you know, and, and, you know, says you should check your spelling before sending an email... Uh, this is Jodie Foster saying this. She goes, uh, a Gen Z will reply, why would I do that? Isn't that limiting? So that's the limiting. Uh, Gen- yeah, that, there you go, Tom. That's the Gen Z world we're, we're living in now. To communicate is limiting. That's right. Yes. I would, okay. If I was her, I would be replying, well, we are limiting your employment to uh, <laughs> terminated. Yes. Limited debt. Yeah. <laughs> She, she I, I saw uh, Jodie Foster on uh, Kimmel the other night. She, she's fantastic. What, what a, what a um, nope. my goodness! And uh, to think that she was in Taxi Driver, but even up until um, making Taxi Driver, she'd already made many, many movies between you know from the age of eight to thirteen. You know, it's uh, yeah, what, what, a, what a woman! You know, she's got the True Detective series coming out, which I think is based in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, I mean, that could be coming out this Sunday evening. So, um, a lot to like about her. What, what a woman and good to see her, you know, back into, you know, back acting. It was not back acting, but acting again. And we'll see her on uh, max HBO max. 
HBO Max is kicking ass now, by the way. Got a lot of great programming on there. Isn't that where yeah. Righteous is Righteous Gemstones on HBO Max? Yes. Yep. Yeah, it is. I yep. love that show. God, God, what a bunch of pricks. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. I show. know. You're so right. There's no character that doesn't have insane flaws where you go, Do I hate you all, but like love you? <laughs> it's right. programming is the best it's ever been. Programming on streaming is the best that television's ever been. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I've got to, I mean, I've, I've been, on, uh, on Max, I've been watching the second season of Industry. I don't mm-hmm. know, American, that's a very good show about, you know, banking. And it's like, uh, they say it lives in the same world as Succession because you get that uneasiness of oh, people rich. grappling for their, yeah, because Succession was, you know, and those guys cleaned up the other night at the Golden Globes as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just great seeing Kieran Culkin getting best actor. I mean, he's on I this... Know. He's on succession with these incredible dramatic actors yes. all surrounding him. And, and he's a little dweeby character, but he comes out and wins the Golden Globe for Best Actor, which is fantastic because he his character on that show is is in phenomenal. And he was fantastic in the last season. True. It's very, very, I just love the fact that Dad, who in the first episode, isn't he getting out of the hospital or something in the yeah. first episode? And every episode... Uh, Dad, can I ask you a question? No, figure it out for yourself, you dumb son of a bitch. (laughs) I know. Pardon me, Dad. Yeah, that was raised by wolves. And me and Tom do have a theory, Brad, that uh, uh, Kieran Culkin is not a a good actor at all because he's full on playing himself. Oh, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You're right. You know, uh, and wow, just he he, and and I've interviewed him a few times and he's a sick little 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 fella. Yeah, no. love yeah, that. Love yeah, that yeah. for him. In a good way. In a yeah. good way. Yeah, um, twisted. Yeah, but, uh, very twisted. So uh, fantastic. I love that show, though. Uh, all these shows you've mentioned, and it's pretty unusual because uh, you had been over the years, and you, you and I have been, how many years we've been working together? Uh, 20, 21 years. Yeah, 21 20 years. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I grabbed my brow then, if you notice, I looked like, <laughs> I shook my head, I went, oh my goodness. Exactly. No, no, it, it, wonderful. Like, like it's, uh, so what about, no, no, 20, it was 2002, June, uh, Mike Tyson versus Lennox Lewis, and it was the Friday morning, Ooh. and I reported live to you from the Tyson-Lewis fight. Um, and what's crazy about that week, I was in Memphis and I, I landed there Monday afternoon. I was part of the press contingent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hung out that week with Dave Chappelle. All, all oh, week. God. You know, he, he was a part of, he was Jay Leno's correspondent. Now, up until 2002, I'd missed who Chappelle was. So I didn't know that he was already on his way and had been a stand up comedian since the age of 16. Right. Uh, so that puts him at about 29 years of age. But when I when I was there talking to him, and I, I the first thing I said I, when I first met him, like on the Tuesday, I said, "Oh, dude, I loved you reporting on Leno uh, for the Winter Olympics." So he went to the Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City in 2002 for Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sitting there talking to this guy, and we kind of hit it off. And every stop, every day, we'd go on a bus, and we'd go to a. We went down to um, to Tupelo, to Tupelo, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's a town, you know about half an hour from Memphis and I think it's where El- is Elvis from there and Justin Timberlake anyway I believe so yeah back checkers can check there's a big casino there there and that's where Mike Tyson was training and we, I was hanging out with Chappelle there and we're talking away and then at the fight on the Saturday night I, and Chappelle gave me his phone number and said hey, really? man, we, we get back to New York let's hang out 
and I never rang that number. It's like, oh, like, oh. like uh, it's one of the, my biggest screw ups of meeting cool people. And then, and then I, 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 it was probably 18 months later, the Chappelle show or the end of two days, but yeah, about 18 months later, Chappelle show launched and he, and I went, Oh, that's the dude I was hanging out with. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Um, just an idiot. I should have rang him up. Yeah. I could have, yeah. could have been his assistant, got him coffee. Yeah, well, or something like that. But uh, but those were the good old days, Tom. That was a great great event to call call in. I think, as I said, I I played a uh, hooker for you. It wasn't really a hooker. It was a woman that sold sold hot dogs. But right. I made out she right. was a uh, prostitute flown into town. Oh, she was fun. Yeah, you said yeah. she was fond of wieners. I remember yeah, that. Fond of wieners. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she wasn't really a hooker. Yeah, like a, I did look for real hookers, and I went oh. down some dark streets in Memphis, and I couldn't find the I couldn't find the real hookers. So I, I had to. I was, at, I was at the local uh, minor league baseball game there in Memphis, and this chick had a beautiful voice, and I said, "Hey, look, can I give you an extra five bucks on top of my wiener?" And uh, you make out you're a prostitute, <laughs> and she said, "Yeah, sure, no worries." And um, so I interviewed her and played that for you guys. So sorry if I, you know, plagiarized or led you down the wrong path there, Tom. You know, um, thinking that you had this new reporter that was an expert in uh, prostitutes at big events around Actually, America. The very yeah. first time we had you on, I was like, "Get that guy back! I want him yeah. back all the time." I want more hookers. <laughs> More hookers. Let's yeah, talk about leaders and hookers more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little did that that girl that that hot dog saleswoman realize that she was a pawn in the early stages of my career. Yeah. So thank you to yeah. that woman out there. I was just thinking. I don't think Dave Chappelle ever did did radio or television. Well, he did some television interviews, but he never did radio or podcasting interviews very much, did he? he must have done some. Yeah. But boy, so he never, he never came through your town. Or never. anything? Well, he came to the town, but he never came on the radio or any of that. Right. No, yeah, amazing. Oh, the on that note though, the uh, the you know, the woman that was always on your show, you know, the star of Beef. What, what's her name? Oh, uh, Ali Wong. Ali Wong. Ali Wong. She love- won. Uh, she won an award the other night, and and she's going out with Bill Hader. I know. It's right. awesome. It was I mean, crazy like, watching yeah, them kiss. Yeah. I like all of a sudden was on Google looking yeah. like a detective. I had no idea they were dating. Well, that was that's weird. right. So. It's so funny because I look at Ali Wong and all I think about is Tom Bernard. What does that say about me? <laughs> Nobody had ever even heard of her. And then, yeah. like I said, she yeah. came on the, the, the show. She came on the podcast. We went to dinner that night yeah. with the whole family. I mean, it, she was she's a beautiful woman, first of all. So I understand I, Bill Hader's take. Yeah, Tom, I think you did the – here's how I, how I was so struck by that interview. I, I think you did the KQ interview after the dinner. So that's, yeah, that's what right. made. Yep. So you might have did the podcast on Thursday uh, and then had your dinner mm-hmm. and then on the Friday or, or something right. like that because because I'm I'm listening to the KQ interview of you and Ali. Well, she was on for an hour and she it's was. like a, it was like a love lost daughter <laughs> yeah. returning home to you and I'm like <laughs> true, this, yeah. this, this woman's amazing and ever since that moment I've just followed her career because I'm like what a wonderful lady she is and funny. And, and yes. she talked about her struggles in Hollywood and how, you know, it's tough. And, 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 and since that, she just, just blew up. And, and now she's an actress going out with a superstar creative mind in Bill Hader. What a combination they're going to be if they stick it out. Wait a second. Let me, let me ask you a question here. And I'm asking all for you the question. After that last episode of his show, do you still consider him to be a comedic genius? Ah, uh, yeah, I know. The I, worst look, show I, ever yeah, on television. It, 
Uh, Barry, now nah, look, it, it, yeah, and it's, I, I haven't, I've kept this in my mind a lot because that whole last season even screwed me up. I, I, I'm Terrible. like, what the heck? You, this show was the best show. It was yeah, the best was show good. on television, and yep. and and I loved it, and I waited for it to come back, and I loved the you know him between you know Henry Winkler and him were incredible, and love him, and uh, and he's like the guy that you know um you know the guy from Office Space that uh. Yeah, what's his name? Come on, yeah, you guys. That was Ron like Winston? his. Yeah, the, the guy that was his. Uh, yeah, the, the, the older guy. The older guy. Up. Yeah, I know. The I, older I, guy I, that, that set yeah. up. He, he's a he's assassin agent. I guess right. you would call him. Um, I love the intermingling of those characters, and I love the action scenes. I, I mean, the best episode was him fighting the the kid, you know, on the roof. You know, the the, mm-hmm. the he had a he had a martial arts scene, and then. They go to the supermarket and they fight the guy. Anyway, I loved Barry, but the final season was, they went on to some existential stuff yep. that was completely off off the reservation. It was crazy. So anyway, um, but let's hope uh, Ali Wong brings Bill Hader back. Yeah. Okay, I got to ask you one question before you go, because I yes. know we've kept you too long already because no, 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 you're no. a hot guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't by a choice of, oh, I don't want to do that anymore or whatever. But for about 35 years, I used to fly every week. I'd gone on an airplane. I was flying to Chicago or New York or L.A. or whatever. My least favorite I'll bring up by that, by the way, I was working at Capitol Records. We had a convention in Palm Springs. While I'm down in Palm Springs, I get a call from the agency in Milwaukee. Tom, we have to cut a bunch of new Miller beer commercials. And I said, okay, well, I'll just go. To-. He goes, no, we have to have you in Milwaukee. I had just walked in the door in Palm Springs. I had to take a car to Los Angeles, fly to Milwaukee, do commercials all that night because it was nighttime by the time I got there, got on a plane at one o'clock in the morning, flew back to Los Angeles and then drove back. I will never. My God, that was a bitch. That was very tough. But because I and I like to fly. Don't get me wrong. Well, since that side of the plane fell off i'm not so excited anymore yeah but they were fine yeah. don't worry about it they didn't bolt it in is that correct because they can't find the screws you know no, they're gone missing right it's it's, it's gone it's, missing. And, it was, and it was only the little screws that, that yeah. caused all this is that right yeah that's it's like the o-ring in the space shuttle right yeah, they, yeah well, exactly yeah you're flying along in an airplane all of a sudden the, the wall falls off that's a little unsettling if you ask me but that's just yeah yeah Yep. No, no fear, though. Just keep flying, Tom. you got to keep flying. Oh, I do. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, Catherine, I do drive long distances now, and I, I like oh, that do. as well. Yeah, because yeah. we're looking – because, I, you know, I did so much flying that I never got to see parts of Chicago. Well, I actually lived in Chicago for a while, so that's not yeah. true. But other areas. But are you going to be a little touchy about flying from now on no. since the walls are falling off? No, no, I've got to head down. Head down. Keep going. Flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, just keep going, Tom. All right. Full steam ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Not scared. Yeah. Got to get around. Got to keep traveling. Got to see the world. Yeah. Don't have much time left on it. Yeah. Got to stay, stay alive and see the world. That's the goal. We'll get it done
since um, I did the polar plunge in Hackensack, uh, Minnesota. I remember at their, that. At their festival. The, oh, yep. I love that. That town and those people are legendary. Now, I've made a documentary on that experience and I still haven't finished it. So I've got to hurry up and finish that documentary and uh, maybe I should go back to that town and have, have a red carpet. Ooh. You know, Ooh. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have a red carpet at the local... Um, the Return Services Club, I think that's where the big hangout. I went there on my first night there. I won the meat raffle. <gasps> yes. Yeah, yeah, yep. which was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cleaned up. Yeah. Wow. Then I, actually, yeah, then I ran, won the alcohol raffle too. Whoa. It was like a heist. But yeah, I, I, I had a lot of luck there. It was like a heist when I was leaving. I was leaving with like 20 <laughs> bottles of spirits. I said, should I probably should donate these back? And I said, no. no. Back then I was a bit of a drinker, so I took the whole 20 bottles. Yeah. yeah well, anyway, um, lovely people fun. though. Great time. Yeah, yeah. No, By the way, for people who've never heard of Hackensack, Minnesota, if it's 20 below in Minneapolis, it's 50 yes. below in Hackensack. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Just- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and they had to get the chainsaws out to cut the big hole in the uh, in the ice. And I mean, this is all new to me. This is what you guys deal with, right? This and, and the fact that we were driving like a, a Ford 150 F-150 on the bloody uh, on the ice just blew my mind. And the yes. guy goes to me. Take your seatbelt off, Brad. I said, oh, why? Yeah, we're still going quite fast. And he goes, oh, no, that's if we go through the ice. you got to be able to get your seat. Yeah, you yeah. don't want your seatbelt yeah. on when you go in the water. All right, mate. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I had a friend. <laughs> I won't say who he is because you wouldn't know him anyway, but he bought a brand-new car about 20 oh, years no. ago, something like that. Lived on Lake Minnetonka. And it was the middle of winter, and he said, I always wanted to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm like, I be careful because you shouldn't. He goes, oh, you know what? i got to go because I was going to give him a tip. Um, if you're going to drive on the ice, ladies and gentlemen, do not try to pass under a bridge on the ice in a car because ah. of the flow of the water. That ice gets worn very, very thin oh. right through the ice into the bottom of the lake. And, he, and what happened to him? Uh, he got out. You know, luckily, he got out and lived. But I guess it was a little spendy getting that car out of the ridger from oh. under the river or excuse me, the yeah. lake from under the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. That, Amazing. Don't well, how you do it. Bridges. Don't do it. No. <laughs> right. yeah. Brad, you need to come to town. I'd love to see you, pal. Uh, it'd be great to see you, Tom. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad Blanks. Bye-bye. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Blanks, who could ask for anything more? I Correct? Love, I love that man so much. Mm-hmm. He just brings he's me – I just guy. smile the whole time he's talking. He, well, he is. He's just a great guy. There's no question. We have to take a break, do we not? Let's do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll be right back right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key. West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. 
For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com. Jim Paul. Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warm them up, move them to plow, and repark them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan, a sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! Now we're talking So then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. 